To another episode of Airing It Out, Season 3, Week 12 of the NFL, bringing in my co-host, Dr. David Drew. Dave, I sit down here in sunny Florida on a Thanksgiving week, relaxing a little bit, taking a little vacation. Don't be jealous, all you Northeasterners. How's it going? Good. I mean, we're not jealous. You're down in the land of COVID and craziness. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so very true, actually. So, uh, I mean, it, it's definitely warmer. It looks warmer there than uh, it is here. And we have geese invading the pond at the moment. So I uh, might be cooking one of those up for Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow. <laughs> That's so. a, good, a good deal. So I am down here in Florida and it is not as nice as you think it was. In fact, I went to the Tampa Bay Giants game on Monday night, as you know. And well, that, was, that, that wasn't nice because of the weather. I, well, I was going to just tell you, there was a terrible game and awful, awful, awful. The Giants are terrible. However, the weather... It was freezing. I went from New York to here. I had to wear the same sweatshirt and everything. I didn't get to enjoy any weather. Then yesterday, we went to the Ringling Brother Museum down in Sarasota. That's a whole thing. Talk about brainwashing there. But anyways, and uh, that was freezing cold yesterday. So I'm not really enjoying the weather as much as I, I really want to be. Today is, probably, today is probably the first nice day, but I still have a little long sleeve shirt on. So not perfect weather. Not perfect. But better than, I guess, 30. All right. Well, we feel bad for you. We all feel bad for you. We, we collectively, we all send our pity to you in yes. warm, sunny Florida. Yes. <laughs> I have to play my experience in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers stadium. And I've been there a couple of times now. I it was not as enjoyable as I wanted it to be very cool entrance, very cool stuff. It was very cool to see Tom Brady. I mean, he was literally probably 25 yards in front of me from my seat, which was pretty cool. Seeing Gronk was the same thing. I hadn't seen them. I don't think um, I have gone to see a Patriots game when Tom was there, but it was the very beginning of his career and actually had great seats then too, but these were probably the best seats I had in a long time. So it was, it was fun to see, not fun to watch the whole game, but the stadium itself, it was fairly interesting. Um, I don't know. I think, I feel like it was subliminal messaging the entire time. I just felt this sort of brainwashing around like veterans and white veterans <laughs> it was very strange <laughs> it was very strange i don't know i don't know if i recommend it to anybody well i mean so you did see a stinker of a game for the giants at least you know they lose 30 to 10 on monday night which you know we had said it wasn't going to be a great game it was probably going to be a great game for tom brady honestly i think the the only bright spot was the giants defense played fairly well and That's you know terrible. i know they gave up 30 terrible. points but you know it, it wasn't there wasn't any help from the oh. offense. At yeah, least. I was say when you're on the field for, you know, 28 minutes or, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, maybe it was 40 minutes, whatever the number is. Right. Well, at some point, Brian Greasy says on the ESPN broadcast, like, it's like the defense knows what play they're calling every single time. And, <laughs> and you and I have been saying for a really long time that Jason Garrett just doesn't call creative plays. You know exactly what he's going to yeah. call. And yeah. I guess you must have had influence on your way out of the stadium. Did you tell them to fire Jason Garrett I, tomorrow morning? I did. I, I yelled down. I said, Joe, Joe, <laughs> get rid of him. What are you doing? <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. I'm glad that you were yeah. there to help. I can know. call him. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are on a first name basis. You and first Mr. Name. Judge. <laughs> Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, we're, we're as Giants fan, I'm, I'm, I have to say, I'm very sad that Jason Garrett didn't work out. I really wanted him to be very good. I, I sort of wanted his career to be 
more than it was, but it's that play calling is really horrific. I don't know that Freddie Kitchens is going to be much better, um, but we'll we'll see. But that's probably the biggest news of the NFL week in a lot of ways. Maybe it's the biggest news. Maybe Adrian Peterson getting cut is big news. I don't know. What's big news anymore in the NFL? I, I give up. I think that's probably the biggest news is that they fired him. Um, but we'll see what uh, Freddie Kitchens can cook up this week. So we'll. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So let's get into last week's games a little bit here. Why don't we start with the the low watermark of the week uh, uh, in terms of the no luck literally in the Upstate Masters, a real battle at eighty to seventy two. <laughs> no luck literally pulls off the win over the Upstate Masters. Jeff, were you sweating bullets that you might have to give up your first round draft pick here, like or the first <laughs> overall pick? What happened? Uh, well, I have to tell you, Dave, it's interesting. That game was, I'm a little annoyed at my at myself here because I, I had a very winnable game sit in front of me. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes and the Dallas team, uh, the Dallas game didn't really play very well for, for me <laughs> for me and Ray. Um, and then I lost Amari Cooper and he still got to keep CeeDee Lamb. And so it was a hot mess. But I wanted to point out one thing that I did, very interesting that I didn't realize that I was doing. This is a this is why I know that I'm not having a great uh, fantasy season. So we get into Monday night and I have Saquon and I have Leonard Fournette, right? But for some stupid reason, I put Antonio Gibson in the running back wide receiver spot. So I couldn't switch out. Um, I couldn't switch anybody out. And I guess if I had moved Saquon down, I might've been able to put like another receiver in or something. I was, I was sort of disappointed in the way that I played my entire team this week. That's not the reason why I lost. My team stinks. But <laughs> so if I played uh, Justin Herbert, I might have been all right. But yeah, it was I mean, a terrible week for me. And then, you know, Ray had Daniel Jones. So I guess it worked out for me in that sense, too. Yeah, I mean, the two quarterbacks here both tried really hard to lose the week for you with Daniel Jones getting 13 and Patrick Mahomes getting 12. I mean, oddly enough, the week that you come back to Patrick Mahomes, he puts down 12 points. Yeah. And guess who puts up 50 points sitting on your bench? It's Justin Herbert. So I'm sure Dave Penna has something to say about that um, after last week and calling he you does. out on it again. I think, I think we can all just say we got in your head with that one, I guess. Uh, you know, I think um, I, I agree with you. I think there is some gamesmanship to making sure that you don't have people who get locked into the early game in your flex because you lose the flexibility to swap things up later yep. um, when, when people get hurt or if you need to put it, if you're on the fence on somebody. So, yeah, I mean, you had a lot of points on your bench. You know, Ray did too. In some ways, Elijah Moore gets 24 points on his bench. George Kittle gets nine versus you know, um, CD lamb only got him a point and Zach Moss got him nothing. So, you know, it was two teams trying real hard to not score a lot of points. It appears. <laughs> At least the people who did show up for Ray, uh, get him a win, keep him in sixth place at five and six. You are now sitting at two and nine and 10th place. Um, but it was a fairly, fairly decent matchup between the two of you, despite the low scoring, uh, affair. <laughs> Um, I, I, you know, it's, you know, my team's one thing, but Ray's team, I mean, we, we've talked so highly and I just don't, it's, it's seemingly going backwards and more and more backwards. Again, maybe he's just kind of out of touch right now and hasn't moved anybody around, but um, I would, would have thought a little bit more of his team going into this time of the season, but I don't know. Yeah. Terrible I mean, the, and we talked about this with Dave last week, but the Zach Moss is, is a challenging and puzzling uh, piece to put in there at running back. And I think he's just, he's in there out of necessity for him based on Alvin Kamara yeah. didn't play and um, you know, Chris Carson didn't play. So that's where he's getting hurt a little bit and exposed in terms of his depth. But ultimately, you know, I I'm playing the wide receivers. He played, I'm not, I'm not playing Darnell Mooney or Elijah Moore over Keenan Allen, CeeDee Lamb or Deontay Johnson. Yeah, so, um, and that's where he got a lot of points on his bench, but 
you know, ultimately he didn't need it because he pulls out the win anyway. So um, I mean, two weeks now, his Bills defense has uh, generated negative points, maybe not not been great for him on the Bills. I talked about it the other day, and then all of a sudden he's been negative points, negative points. Yeah, I mean, it would be good to have Dave on this week and, and try to ask him why the Bills seem to play down to their opponent every week. Yeah. And, you know, they got killed by the Colts, which is just surprising. So I think it's a good transition, though. Let's go to the Davis Square Hipsters and the Dad Bod game, um, where the Davis, this game was back and forth throughout the day, uh, you know, getting into early Sunday. And it ends up with Davis Square Hipsters pulling off a win at 166 and a half. Dad Bod puts up 145, which is a great point get. Um, not in the top three for the week, surprisingly, but just unlucky that he's playing the Davis Square Hipsters. He probably would be advocating for us to put in this. Uh, if you're in the top point getters, you get an extra point towards your win total, um, especially with him sitting now at five and six. But the Davis Square Hipsters get a really much needed win to sit at nine and two. But on the backs of the great Jonathan Taylor, five oh. touchdown performance, 100 and some odd 200 plus scrimmage yards um some big big plays from jonathan taylor we've talked about how big he's been for tim's team this year and i guess we all owe him an apology that we shouldn't have picked against him but dave we <laughs> did all, you all pick picked it. against him he was yes. bitter about it in the chat this week <laughs> um and he made sure to let us know just how bitter he was but austin eckler gets a solid performance 35 points tom brady you were there for tom brady's solid performance gets him 29 Beyond that, he doesn't need much more to put in a solid effort, but everybody kind of contributed just enough. Dave highlighted that DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, the the triumvirate that we've been talking about, was not as golden as it's been. There was only yeah, 14 yeah. points between the two of them. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, but really, what kept Dadbot in the game was Aaron Rodgers had a monster 50 point game. Monster. Despite a, a slow start, he ended up with that like back to back 79 yard uh, touchdown that he throws to uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling there at the end, but. Joe Mixon, Mike Evans, and Najee Harris all had a great week, and he really got the showing out of James Robinson, Najee Harris, and Joe Mixon, which he was kind of getting ready to brag about a little bit, and and then things didn't go (laughs) right for him after the trade. But, you know, he's got the right pieces in place. He could put together some big wins, especially when Aaron Rodgers is firing on all cylinders. He He can be a threat. It's funny because all that is so true and everything is so dead on accurate there. The two running backs for Tim. Oh, there's the dog. Um, Two running backs for Tim. You know, if that was a normal week, if it was, you know, 15 to 20 point, you would have had a, I mean, dad bod would have won. Patrick might've taken this, but he had two running backs that just sort of struck struck gold at the right time because all of his points are right in his, you know, RB1 um, top of his uh, running backs and his quarterback here. So I tell you, Jonathan Taylor, you've said it for weeks. He's quite a fantasy football player, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, and also Davis Square Hipsters gets the benefit of of Mark and Ingram playing over Alvin Kamara on the bye week for Darrell Henderson, right? So yeah. he didn't even really feel the pain of having a bye week because a surprising running back is able to contribute for him and and really put up a solid point get for yeah. him. So. Well, that's a great way to go, Tim, to, uh, you know, just show us all up, but also... Yep. Stay pace with with Penna, right? I mean, keep in pace, keep in pace. Yeah, I mean, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about. It. So there were a lot of big running back uh, and uh, wide receiver showings. I mean, compared to last week, where the point totals were also low, there were some big point gets this week, as we yeah. said already. The the second highest scoring game was the Boston Gangstaff putting in a solid effort more than almost more than double what he needed to beat the Cuba Middle <laughs> Fingers. Um, 
with 165 and a half points gets his running backs back. And all of a sudden, like Dave said, for the new England Patriots looking behind you in the mirror is there's the Boston gang stop getting very scary leading into the yeah. playoffs with his team healthy Roethlisberger puts up 33 points. C-Mac, CMC puts up 17. <laughs> Dalvin Cook, 18. And Miles Gaskin, of all people, puts up 14, but gets a really solid week, really based on the 28-point uh, performance from the New England defense. He started the week on a huge note before we even got into the big games because that's how <laughs> bad the Atlanta Falcons are. Yeah, they are terrible. They are so bad. And as a Giants fan saying that, <laughs> though, I think the Giants might be slightly worse. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're slightly better in some I ways. I don't know. I'm not sure of it yet. Yeah. But anyway, also, this whole CMC thing, I, we got to really go back to the tape. I don't think you've ever said it prior to Dave Penna coming out. I think Dave Penna, like, made you become cool here. I just feel like I don't think you ever said it before. This is... I think we go back to the tape. I'll find, I'll, we'll find where I've said it before. Yeah. Run CMC. <laughs> You know, I tell you, even even stuff. You know, he throws in Ben Roethlisberger and gets gets thirty three, and or, or should I just call him Br? I'm not sure what we're doing these days. And then DT gets you know sixteen. No way. <laughs> all right, if you do all initials, no one knows what they are. I'm just like leave just it to the professionals. Saying... Leave it to the professionals to go with the nicknames here. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying initials until like they're like, yeah, that's one. Um, I mean, honestly, stop, stop is quietly. He's he's doing a, his team's. He's going to be interesting. And even you have Lamar playing this week, he was a late out. And so we'll see what happens in this league. I mean, he's going to get in. Stop's going to get in. And then once you're in, we'll see what happens. Well, he's got to, he's got to win a few more to get in. I mean, he's sitting he at does, five and six. We'll go through the standings and the matchups. The way he's but... playing though, I'll tell you, he's going to get in. It's just, yeah. it's just going to be. I will say Kevin's team, despite the 83 points. I mean, I really think this actually, he got some pretty good performances from some of his players. And, you know, in terms of, I guess he could have played Devonte Freeman, but like, at least he's getting some solid points from guys that should regularly yeah. be in his, in his lineup, 14 points from Debo Samuel. Again, I mean, Debo Samuel is sneakily one of the best yeah. players in the, like you want him on your fantasy team. Yeah, what's I wonder what his ranking is actually his ranking, but he, yeah, he's, cr he's crawling up the charts. Like, yeah. He's the number, he's well, the number two wide receiver. So yeah. that's, that's what you want. Yeah, he's quietly kind of growing into this. Uh, this he touches the ball, he scores a touchdown. Yeah, he's like Tyree Kill of yore. Um, yeah, I mean, Kevin even Kevin played the quarterback right. I don't, you know, there's probably not a whole lot in Kevin's lineup here that would have done differently. Not that you'd ever listen to me, but I mean, just generally speaking, it seemed like he played everything pretty right, maxed out pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't made. There's not many changes here I would have made, but. Um, yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's jump over to so we were at the one sixty five and a half game defeating the eighty three points Cuban middle fingers. Um, we'll go to the one fifty six point five for the dyslexic in all of us. Uh, the Mansfield Tim's <laughs> taking on the Farmington football team. Uh, I was such a great topic last week. That was such a great topic. <laughs> We're all confused by it. It's yeah. the picture. It's the picture. It's like it, well, I think Matt Hanley sent out the. Uh, the 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 stroop test i think is what it's called where you you have to say the color that it, the word is written in not the word itself and so i think i think i've just created a different version of that test for all of us so, um, but you know look i think i was pretty scared about the Farmington football team coming into this you week were. and i think the big the big shocker here with a 67 and a half per, uh, point showing was Dak prescott really just did not show up this week. I don't really know what happened. Yeah. I didn't get to watch all of the game. I, 
What did you see there? Did you uh, see any of it? I did watch the whole game. Um, honestly, it was just two teams seemingly a little bit out of sync on offense and playing pretty decent defense is what I, I saw. I didn't, I didn't think they were like, I think the defenses were great, but it just seemed like the offenses were just slightly off a little bit. So I think Dallas' defense played a little bit better against Mahomes than I think um, than Casey played against Dak. But I think Dak was missing Amari Cooper. And I, I got to tell you, I just don't think the Dallas Cowboys, a little bit like the Giants, I don't think they're running Ezekiel Elliott enough or well. I, I For some reason, they're just not using him right or as much anymore. It's interesting to watch with the Dallas Cowboys. That's a bad loss. They should have won. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, that's you you definitely want that win, especially if you're trying to win the NFC East. But um yeah. I mean boy, Justin Jefferson had a great week though. So I mean it didn't it didn't really matter. You were gonna win. Once you see Justin Jefferson just scoring touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh boy, he had a great week. No, I, I like I I have been enjoying watching watching uh, uh, Justin Jefferson play. I think he's been playing really good football. We've talked about him in the past, but 169 yards, two touchdowns. You know, he just seemed to be open, and it was a big part of the win over Green Bay that that come from behind win. And in in the meantime, Devontae Adams also got to be a beneficiary of this shootout that was happening between yeah. Green Bay and Minnesota. So that's really where my points came from. Although Jalen Hurts put together a solid 32 yeah. point game, you, you know, know I, I I hate Philadelphia. I don't watch any of their games or refuse to. But through fantasy uh, point scoring, I'm watching the Eagles become a pretty decent team i guess i mean they're they're winning they're knowing kind of how to win and jalen hurts is playing well i mean really is playing well yeah i mean there's there's something to his play style you know he's not racking up a ton of rushing yards he got three rushing touchdowns he definitely does not get the passing yards that you expect from a starting quarterback to really like you know anchor that effort that you're going to get from a starting quarterback he only had 147 passing yards 54.2 percent completion rating you know so like I don't know. He's, he is a little difficult to, to slot in there. I had to play him. Kyler Murray wasn't playing the, he was yeah. out with um, the ankle still. Um, but you look at yeah. it, he hasn't thrown more than one touchdown except once in the last four weeks. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's hard to like really rely on a quarterback, but I guess he puts together the rushing yards to create like a five to seven point floor that helped bring him into that next echelon of quarterbacks, yeah. which it's kind of like Deshaun Watson before Deshaun Watson started throwing a lot of touchdowns. Right. I tell you, Kyler Murray must be frustrating you because it's it's so game time decision that they're making this decision to play him. It's you almost have to watch until like ten of one to know like what's actually going on because he, they I, I feel like Arizona's going to get in trouble at some point for hiding his injury or something because they just don't seem to uh, he's not getting better. Yeah, you know the one thing is like Kyler. I think he plays really well when he's healthy, but when he's banged up, he doesn't play well at all. So like, as soon as there's questions about his injury status, I tend not to play him. Like I just, cause he's, he's so reliant on his legs and, and being that dynamic player. And I think if you limit his abilities, he doesn't necessarily shine yeah. in the moment. Yeah. So um, until uh, the good thing for him, and I think maybe this is what they were playing with is just to try to keep the game planning on the other team to plan for Kyler Murray being in there and then put in Colt McCoy because they're so different in terms of what kind of quarterback they are. He got three weeks off. He's on the bye this week. By the time he's back, he should have almost five weeks of recovery. And hopefully yeah. that's enough that he's back. Yeah. Plus he gets the bears on the way back and they have a pretty tough right. schedule through the rest of the year here, Chicago in terms yeah. of defenses, the Rams. I mean, they get to play Detroit, which 
that's that's a nice easy game for them yeah. but which i'll tell you there was probably a lot of the thinking of this week right like even if we lose another one we'll probably be okay let's give them the extra two weeks and then go from there that's probably some of that thinking right there i would imagine right right all right well let's talk about the the last uh last game of the week our, the, let's talk about our guest hosts game of the week <laughs> the game of the week against the goodwill punting 111 and a half to 78 points um, man, I mean, Tom's team is just hurting for a running back. I, I guess the one, the shocker was, and I guess this, I missed this in another league too. I guess Clyde Edwards Hilaire was like a late yeah. minute activation for the game and I think ended up was. playing. Yeah, I think he was. And he played really well too. So, cause he, we must have, I don't actually see what he had a bunch of points. I'm he got assuming. 13, he got 13 points, yeah. but he was sitting in the IR slot for Tom still. I, Obviously, I think he's going to bring Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back in as soon as he can. But yeah. the Chiefs are on by this week, along with the Arizona Cardinals this week. So I think it leaves Tom's – Tom got the wins when he should have gotten the wins. But now I think it's going to be really tough sledding for him to try to make the playoffs. I think we're going to see him miss the playoffs based on on the depth of his yeah. team not being there for him when he needs it. Um, some of these late, late week buys are definitely going to hurt some of these teams. Penn gets a strong, strong showing from DeAndre Swift and Nick Chubb. Um, and then Stefan Diggs, that Josh Allen double dip worked for him yeah, uh, double, twice double in the dip. game. So despite not getting the yardage, you got two touchdowns with Stefan Diggs. That's, that's good for a solid 24 between the two. I really want to double dip. I, I really want Penn to, I, I need, uh, I need Mike Williams. I need him to stream me Mike Williams. Mike Williams goes on and has 18 point week after we uh, jinxed the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and he week. sits him down. He's on his bench and he's sitting there with 18 points. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you heard his frustration, but the big, I mean, we did talk about DJ Moore and, and whether or not he was going to be there. He likes him. And I'm, I was working on my workshop this weekend and I have the game on in the background. I hear DJ Moore touchdown. I go, oh, Penn, I knew something. So <laughs> <laughs> by the way, that workshop. Uh, oh, thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. I'm happy it's finally done. It on the Instagram or anywhere else. Yeah. Take a look. It's so good. You did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, Penna, when you want to trade a player, I, get, I I want Mike Williams, just saying. I don't think he needs to trade a player at all. He's sitting there at 10 and Come 1. On. <laughs> help a friend out. Future years. Hey, trying to help a friend out here. I've been trying to trade you all you, week, and you just you shut have, me down. You no, you have been. I, I'm, I'm getting there, though. I inch a little closer to getting rid of uh, Saquon and others. It's it's hard. It's so, so, so from a trade perspective, so people know, you know, Dave has asked me to trade a player. I think I mentioned in last week's show that I would be willing to trade Saquon. He sort of pitched an idea out there. I I'm a little, I'm gun shy on the running backs. I'm just so gun shy because I've been so worked over in running backs before. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I feel like I've become the next Tom, Tom Kujal. No, no, I'm just kidding. Tom seems much better than mine. <laughs> well, um, we'll see where that well, goes, but. Probably a good transition to talk about some trade deadlines and the playoffs. How many weeks you want to want to kind of? Yeah, give well, hang on. We should ju- should just say last week oh, uh, yeah, yeah. that I went a solid one in four. Um, thanks, Kevin, for confus- making me choose you <laughs> somewhere in there. Um, and you and our guest host both went three and two. So we did. solid we winning did. choices on your side. Yes. Um, to be fair to you, though, I mean, it's becoming the end of the season. You kind of have to take some ones that maybe to- you wouldn't quite pick, but. Um, you know, you got to do what you got to do. This will be an interesting week. I seem, to, second, I seem to put myself in this position every year. So I really only have well, myself to play. I, I can play fantasy football. I can't pick fantasy football. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> I don't, I don't agree. And also, you know, in normal football picking, you'd have 18. Well, now it'd be 18 weeks, I guess. Right. Right. So, and so, but now you only really get 14 or 15 weeks. So we have to kind of make up 
quickly. You know, it's, it's a little harder, a little harder. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, all right. So the uh, big news this week is the trade deadline is Friday, December 3rd at 3 a.m. So you have to get all your trades in before um, Friday night. Um, if you want to make any trades, if there's it, one thing is like, if you're trading draft picks, there's no way to make the trade happen in in ESPN. So you just have to shoot me a message and then I can manually process the trade as long as both of you agree to it. Um, yeah. So if anybody's thinking about trading draft picks, some of you guys in last place, or you think you're done for this year, now would be the time to try to accumulate draft picks. <laughs> just saying. Um, somebody has like way too many draft picks, more draft picks than the roster has room for. So might be willing to trade a few draft picks if anybody wants to think about restocking for next year. <laughs> but you got a week to do it. Uh, well, a little over a week to do it because we're gonna we're recording this here on Wednesday. We'll get this out before we leave uh, for the holiday tonight, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see right. how people. Do I suppose over the also weekend. just keep in mind that December third at three a.m. is actually Thursday night, right? Like basically, you have until like that Thursday night. You don't have the full day Friday, correct? Right, that's correct. So yeah, so, yeah, you guys will uh, so. If you're uh, digesting your turkey tomorrow and want to start thinking about trades while you have a delusionary food <laughs> coma, just uh, just start reaching out to the fellow members of the league. If anybody needs anybody's phone number, I think I have everybody's phone number. So like Patrick reached out to me for some, for your phone number at one point, I think. So yeah. if, if you need a phone so maybe, number so you can text, just text me. So when you say delusional turkey coma or whatever it is, are you saying that Patrick's going to be calling this week? <laughs> with delusional ideas <laughs> well you know he keeps claiming that the bocce curse is coming for me so i don't know <laughs> we can't wait we're gonna need an off-season update on that one yeah well with a special edition or something well, maybe at, at christmas time if we're together i'll make sure to, we'll get yeah. her on for an episode but i think um, that would be fantastic or at least phone her in we'll call a friend <laughs> um just so she can at least give the Polish curse over the air <laughs> so it's it's on the record all right, all right let's talk about the standings, standings. Yeah. yeah all right so the team Pena uh, has locked in a first round bye with their win last week. Um, so they are sitting at 10 and one. They are locked in with the first round bye. They are not locked into the number one overall playoff spot, but there's no way that they lose that first round bye right now. It's followed closely. I, Go ahead. I really wish that ESPN would do a better job with like sort of indicating these things, you know, you have to kind of figure it out. It's, you do a great job of figuring it out. I say that. Yeah. So there are three games left in the regular season, including this week. Um, so 10 and one, the next closest team outside the top two is uh, six and five. So Penna is safe with his buy. He's, he's got that locked in. He's clinched the first round by Tim, on the other hand, sitting at nine and two is actually at risk of losing that first round by unless he gets a win this week, um, or obviously a win over the next three, three, uh, three weeks. Yeah. We'll, we'll lock that in for him, but sitting at nine and two, there are two teams sitting at six and five, the Mansfield Tims and the Farmington football team. Um, this is going to be. Uh, so that was a big win last week for the Mansfield Tims in terms of seeding potentially here. Um, and then uh, followed by three teams. This is really their, I mean, these five teams, the Mansfield Tims, the Farmington football team, and then the next three teams sitting at, at five and six, the Boston gang saw the no look literally in the dad bod um, are all at five and six. So um, followed closely behind by the goodwill punting at four and seven, though. I feel like that might be a further away four and seven than we're giving it credit for. So um, <laughs> in theory, no one has been eliminated from the playoffs yet, <laughs> including the two and nine upstate testers. For the record, uh, ESPN believes that is true. Uh, um, yeah, the playoff percentage is zero percent. The Cuban middle fingers have a one percent playoff percentage chance, according to ESPN, and the Goodwill punting have fallen to ten percent. Um, but uh, 
you know, I think the it's going to be an interesting battle for the last um, two slots, I would say, of the of the playoffs. And there are some scary teams sitting at five and six: the Boston Gangstop, the Dad Bod, and the No Look. Literally, could sneakily be good here. You know that I think some of these top-ranked teams, Team Penn and Davis Square Hipsters, could have their their um, their games out for them in the in the next two rounds when they finally play. So, um, well, Tim, I think the destiny is in your hands. You're going to try to win this week and and lock in that buy. Then, no matter what, you're playing for the money. Yeah. I think in transitioning into that, David, this is quite a week that we have here because what I think we noticed is we're sort of playing our, our standings partner in a way. You, you sort of have these. So, I mean, Tim takes on Penna this week. So, I mean, it could be a, a chance for that number one uh, slot at some point in time. So it's an interesting week. I'm, I'm excited to go through it. A lot of good matchups. Yeah, I mean, this is a big, big matchup. So why don't we, maybe we start there. We can start with uh, the Davis Square hipsters playing the team, Penna. I think. I'd say this is the game of the week, wouldn't you? I mean, this is, I mean, I guess, I guess maybe not because they both are in, but it's fun. This one's going to be a fun one because maybe it's a Super Bowl or a finals matchup, you know? Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I think that's the challenging thing here. And picking this week was really hard. Like full disclaimer, like every, like you said, everybody's kind of matched up with equally yeah. ranked teams, equally yeah. strengthed teams. We've got a couple of key bye weeks, right? The Arizona Cardinals are on bye, and the um, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are on bye. The other thing that we all have to keep in mind, and this is always a weird week, three Thursday games which we talk about Thursday games all the time is a short week for many teams, but it's going to be the Cowboys versus the Raiders, the bears versus the lions and the saints versus the bills um, that are playing on Thanksgiving day. So um, make sure you set your lineups uh, early. Uh, Cause it's they're They're going to get locked in. A lot of players are going to get locked in, including a lot of like key players for player for teams. So make sure that gets in there, but David square hipsters team Penna, who you got? So I got, I mean, I'm sure you did too, but going line by line through this, I, I can see why the percentage of, uh, of possibility to win is so close together. Uh, I, I took Davis square hipsters here. I, I took them mostly out of the running backs. I think that Tim's are a little bit better, but I gotta, I mean, we're talking, we're, we're, we're cutting, you know, what is it? Cutting hairs or splitting hairs here. It's just formidably so close. I mean, between Josh Allen and Tom Brady, what I, I, I don't know. I liked the matchup with Tom Brady a little better, although Indianapolis is playing pretty decent defense, especially being away. I can see where maybe Josh Allen takes the, takes the cake on that one. I think the running backs are better um, on Tim's side uh, just for this week, I suppose. And then, you know, when you get into the, into the uh, uh, wide receivers, I guess it leans a little bit more on, on Penn's side. So I went Davis square hipsters here. That's a big deal. I feel like it's a big pick because, you know, who doesn't go, who goes against a 10 and one team, but I'm doing it, Tim, I'm in on you. I'm all in on Davis square hipsters this week. <laughs> Where'd you go, Dave? Yeah. I think this is a really, really tough matchup to pick. And I, I think is. for the exact reasons you just kind of laid out there, I do think Jonathan Taylor has a little bit of a harder matchup against uh, Tampa Bay this week, but at the same time, I think he's still going to have a fantastic week. I think the big question mark is Mark Ingram propped up on the, the, the injury report for Tim. And um, I don't know if he's going to play. That's going to be an early decision kind of on Thursday, short week. Um, plus Alvin Kamara, I think his status is up in the air too. So um, his, and his team. And they could, do have chaos in Seattle too. Seattle's a mess right now. Seattle so is a mess right now. Yeah. So I, I actually went with the team Penny here mainly because he's, He's 10 and one. He's only got one loss on this season. So um, 
And man, it's going to kill him that the, his one loss is against the Cuga middle fingers. <laughs> it's Kevin's moment of glory. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, it actually really comes down to, for me, I think um, that game in New Orleans could become a little bit more of a shootout. And I think Josh Allen needs to kind of come back and improve himself after last week's loss against yeah. Um DeAndre Swift, Nick Chubb, and David Montgomery – I like running backs on Thursdays. I think DeAndre Swift could have a pretty good game against Chicago on Thursday. Um, Nick Chubb is seemingly still one of the best running backs in the league. He's number eight, despite all of his injuries and missing time. Um, and David Montgomery coming back is a big uh, boon for Tennessee. Yeah. He's got yeah. Mike Williams back in there. He's riding the I Mike Williams that. gamble, um, which could that. be his downfall. Could be his downfall for <laughs> sure, but we'll yeah. see. He has to, you know, it's funny to, um, Davis team must be uh, a little disappointed in Kyle Pitts, right? But Kyle Pitts is going to be really good. Once, once Atlanta gets it figured out, he's going to be a great pickup. But I think generally speaking, he's been okay in the points bracket here. Um, yeah, I mean, he's the number eight tight end overall. He averages yeah. 6.7 points. That's what you want from your tight end. I mean, it's true, you yeah. can't have all of Ray's tight ends, you know, in any given week. So <laughs> it's true. This is going to be a great game to watch. I'm excited about this one. It's going to be Yeah. Great. Well, Team Penno won the earlier matchup in the season, 128 to 91 and a half. But obviously, these teams are in different points at that point. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, all right. All right. Let's, uh, let's go on to. Um, well, the other potential uh, game of the week to really watch, I think, and this is probably the closest matchup in a really long time, the dad bod versus the Farmington football team. And this one has a lot of implications for the playoffs, right? Dad bod sitting at five and six on the bubble. Farmington football team is in right now, but sitting at six and five, big head-to-head matchup going into this um, where ESPN's projecting the difference in points to be 1.2 with a slight edge to dad bod at 124.8 to 123.6. Um, I'm going with the dad bod here. Um, and that's, that's largely because I, I don't know, Dak Prescott made me nervous this week and playing on the short week. Um, I just don't know what he's going to bounce back with. And, and we saw from Patrick's team when he's got all of his running backs, he's got good running backs and he can put up some solid points there that I, I think his team looks like a solid team. Interestingly, he slotted in uh, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling for, uh, for Green Bay there, playing against the Rams. Could be a big, uh, a big shakeup for him in terms of where the wide receivers are going, uh, but you know, it means he takes out Emmanuel Sanders finally, which I think is probably a, a good yeah. move overall. Um, yeah. As, yeah, keep going, keep going. Let's say as far as Matt's team, you know, on the backs of Boyasaid Olakun, uh you know i think <laughs> well done uh i, I think you've been really, practicing that oh yeah well i had to listen to myself at least a few times last week to make sure i got it right um but he, i think he, he's a beneficiary of aj dylan still getting the, the lead totes in uh in green bay for sure and melvin gordon you know he's been having a pretty solid season overall so um Ultimately, Cooper Cup, though, against Green Bay could be another shootout, in which case Cooper Cup could put up some big points. But I like DadBot's team just ever so slightly more here, and, and mainly, again, because of the quarterback matchup. Yeah, I, I, I probably, for point for picking perspective, I think you and I should go against each other, and I should, I should also pick, uh, I should pick Farmington football team. But I, I couldn't hear. I had to take the DadBot, and I think, honestly, what it was for me is you, you sit in my head saying those Thursday football games are always better for running for running backs than they are anybody else. And I feel like, you know, I feel like Matt having Dak in there, um, I feel like he's got a quite a few maybe Thursday games here. 
I, I just like the Aaron Rodgers um, matchup against the Rams. I, I think that's going to be a fun one to watch. I know Aaron Rodgers, he always comes to life on those big time games. So I went there as well. Um, I, you know, I think again, line for line, I think that um, I think Patrick's team actually plays pretty well. I think maybe Massey has a little bit of the edge on the wide receivers a little bit, but I would say that Patrick has, um, has it on the running backs here. So it is, I think like you just said, I think it's all about that quarterback position going along here. So I let, you know, it's funny. It's like, if I were, if I didn't see the percentage that ESPN kind of gives here, I think I would have leaned just exactly the same, like that 51%. I feel like it's the right number. And it's yeah. just like, just slightly. It really is. This is going to be a great matchup as well. This is fun week. This is going to be a fun week. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I really do think it does come down to that Thursday matchup for Dak Prescott too. But the, you know, when you look at like the stats on, on ESPN, you've got all of these position ranks for each of these players lined up and Matt's team is solid. You've got everybody in the top 20 for the most part, but, but Patrick's slotting in a lot of guys in the top 15, right? Yeah, and, and many really of is. them in the top 10. Um, so that's a, that's, that's a solid team that he's putting out there. Now, Dad Bod loses the earlier season matchup 99 and a half to 129. So this really does have big implications. Patrick needs to win this game because if they end up with the same record at the end of the year, farm to football team is definitely vaulting ahead of dad bod in the, in the standings in terms of seating. So this is like a must win game for dad bod. I think if, uh, if he wants to make the playoffs, I gotta tell you, if I was picking, if I was the manager on both of these teams, these two defenses that they have in here in Miami and then Chicago, I, you know, that could be, those could be difference makers right there. That'd be really interesting. Um, I would have a hard time with both putting both of those teams in there right now. Yeah. But you got to look at what the other options are here. Right. So like, yeah. I don't even think uh, Patrick has one on his bench, but for the Farmington football team, Oh no, he is the Cardinals defense who are on by, but Farmington football team had the saints against, you know, you know, yeah, against the bills, I, against the bills. I don't think I'm putting them in either. Um, yeah. Yeah. Chicago's right. tough against right now. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. Like let's, so really, you said the the teams that are similarly ranked are playing each other. Let's go to your game, the Upstate Masters <laughs> versus Cuba Middle Fingers. Now can this we, is we spend like ten seconds on this thing. This is stupid. <laughs> well, we can we can do it short, but there's some implications here because the Cuba Middle Fingers, you know, if they lose and you win, there you will then have split your season series one and one. So what, and so there the could and you would both be sitting at three and nine. For the first pick overall of the draft, we'd have to see. Like this could have very big implications. <laughs> or Kevin so could be jumping up. Life. Kevin could be jumping up to almost making the playoffs. He'd have a chance. <laughs> so what's the bylaw on this one? Can I take everybody out? Like, what's the gentleman's agreement on this? Like, do I just? Yeah, you, I think know. you put the bylaw out. We'll go back to the tape. Like in week two, you said you had to play a full team. You're going to put a bylaw in. But it's not a bylaw until it's a bylaw. I'm yeah, just they, saying. No, like it's that. it's only a bylaw if it helps you out. Is the rule. that's <laughs> that's think, what the bylaws come down to? Are you accusing me of that? I don't of know. Collusion <laughs> and bylawry. I don't know what that word is. <laughs> anyway, you had to put that in the right of bylawry. <laughs> Please spell yeah. that out. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I you are really right here. I mean. I, I mean, I don't, I mean, at this, I've worked so hard for the first, the, for the first pick in the draft. <laughs> I mean, I at this point, you have so it. many picks in the draft. I'm not so sure you need the first overall. <laughs> you could probably trade half of them to get the it's first really, pick overall. It's really, you it's to. really like, I got like a work to do. I got off season work to do. You, you're going to have a very busy off season. Anyway, Listen. um, I, I am going with a, uh, I'm going with the upstate masters here. 
Uh, I think I think you pull off the win here because I just the the matchups for Kevin here are tough. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for him to pull off the win. He should want to win this game because there's a chance he could make the playoffs if he wins the game. I think that yeah. I think you want to try to get the win here. He's got some yeah. good playmakers on his team. He he wants to get this win here. You uh, you probably don't want to get the win here, but <laughs> right now you're currently projected to win. I think you do have the better matchups. I see you put Justin Herbert back in there. I think you're doing the flip floppy flip flop, uh, but you can't well, play. Patrick you can't Mahomes play Patrick under. Mahomes anyway. But yeah, he's uh, it was an easy one. That was the one that Dave talked about last week. It's one of those weeks where you don't have the choice, and it's kind of nice not to have the choice. I mean, have you ever so. considered playing Kirk Cousins? He's quietly having a very <laughs> stable season. He really has had he, he, from a points perspective. That guy has been really right on. I mean, he's just kind of throwing touchdowns. In fact, actually, you should make a trade for Kirk Cousins. You could have the uh, Jefferson Jefferson Kirk Cousins uh, uh, combo going on there. That would be a trade I'd be very open to. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've we started a trade conversation and no one ever finished it. So ball was in someone's court. Don't hate on me. Um, I again, I, I from a. For, for me, like I, I wish I probably should take Kevin here just because my team stinks. I line for line again. I'm kind of going on that in this particular week because they're so closely matched up. I do like my team a little bit better. I'm not, um, I'm not sure I'm done yet with kind of my lineup here either. It is so, it seems like so early and so quick these weeks are coming. So the, the having three football games on Thursday throws me way off. I got to really pay attention differently. So, anyways, I mean, I, I think. Honestly, I think quarterback here, I think Justin Herbert played, I should have known, you know, like that was a great like matchup moment, right? First time ever playing on Sunday night football. Like I should have known he was going to score 55. I should have put him in last week, but anyways, let's hope he has another decent week this week. Anyways, I'm taking up state masters here as well. I don't know if you saw this, but during the press conference, somebody asked Justin Herbert if he's been lifting weights and he yeah, was, and he was like, yeah. what can you not yeah. tell? <laughs> 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 it was the most like sideways insult to Justin Herbert I've ever heard. But um, all right, let's go to. Um, I think I'm going to really like Justin Herbert. I would think that the New York football giants are, they need to be very upset at their, uh, uh, their inability to take the best player on the board. And when Justin Herbert was available during the draft, they should have taken him. Yeah. I mean, should... hindsight's 2020 and David Gettleman's yeah. has the worst foresight. So it makes the sense, worst. but um, that's true. That's true. All right, let's go to what could be a very interesting matchup and very consequential as well. But it, it is the rematch of the point-adjusted win for the Goodwill <laughs> Punting against Enola. Literally, uh, currently, according to the projections, the Goodwill Punting are uh, projected to win at eighty-three and a half. But this is with um, both of them having a couple guys on buy or empty roster slots in there. So they're equally missing two people at the moment, um, both missing a <laughs> defensive lineman and uh, both missing a, uh, a wide receiver running back flex. So I'm going with the no luck literally here based on the idea that I just don't know who Tom plays. And he's got Giovanni Bernard in there again. I don't know who he's going to go with running back. Maybe he ends up putting in Latavius Murray. Maybe he ends up putting well, in Chubba Hubbard and he gets a point or two from them. I don't know what he's going to do. But ultimately, yeah. Ray's team doesn't really have a lot to slot in either, which is making me a little nervous. I don't know who he's going to play at running back this week. Um, so... I went with the no luck literally, but I, I cause he's out for revenge, I guess. I, <laughs> all right. Well, I went goodwill punting here, Tom. I'm all, I'm all in and goodwill punting. And I think I went in just because of race team is kind of a hot mess. I'm not really sure he's paying attention, <laughs> which is probably not the right reason to pick. Um, I think overall, it's funny. I, if I were Ray, I would keep Daniel Jones in there because you know, they're going to, they're going to throw 43 times 
this week. I mean, you just know new new offensive coordinator down the field. You just this has uh, this has high points written all over for Daniel Jones. So, I, you know, Mac Jones is playing really well. I think I don't think he's playing high number football. Like I don't think he's throwing a million times, but he's playing good football there. I think Jamar Chase is due for uh, you know a big one sometime soon, unless I don't know maybe these teams are kind of matching up against uh, Cincinnati in a in, in a different way. I don't I don't know, but uh, playing a playing a, um, a division game I think is going to be good for him too. So I don't know. Overall, it's a goodwill punting here. We'll see how it goes. I I I'm just so shocked at Ray's team in so many ways. And you know, Ray, put in George Kittle. What are you doing? It's like three weeks in a row you've missed points on him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. I don't really know what's going on with uh, his team overall. And like, it, it felt a lot deeper to me than all of a sudden we get to this week here in the bye weeks and it just doesn't, it doesn't seem scary. So, uh, well, yeah. you know, hopefully we'll see what happens here for Ray. Maybe he wants to trade one of these wide receivers or tight ends away that he has a lot of depth for to get a running yeah. back or something else. So, um, all right, well, going on the opposite sides of the coin there. And then, I, I mean, this is going to be a good one, I think, uh, in that, we're going to watch me get murdered by Boston no, Gangstop. So this is a fun matchup right here. This is a fun match. Boston Gangstop versus the Mansfield Tims. I think this is a great matchup to watch. You know, it's, this is a, this is a league of ordinary gentlemen of old of your, right? Like this is like, you know, seemingly the finals matchup every year. We might have a new sheriff now, but uh, still fun to watch this old school. And maybe you're still bitter about last year. I, I don't know. I, uh, I took the Mansfield Tims here. Um, I, I don't know you, I think Ezekiel Elliott playing on Thursday night. I think that they were kind of saving him last week or something. They got They're going to run him more. I just know that that's coming. I see you did uh, put Devonta Smith in there. He's playing some, some good football and your wide receivers. I think overall are, are a little bit better than, uh, Stobbs. On the other hand, Lamar comes back. So I think, you know, you can probably get some more points there. And of course, uh, Christian McCaffrey, or you call him wherever you want, um, playing lights out. So it's going to be a close one. Well, I took you, Dave, here. I don't know where you're going. Well, I'm, I'm going with the gang stop here, and it really comes down to, like, I don't – like, Jeff Wilson, I don't know, man. I, I don't know who's going to be the – he had the opportunity. He got all the touches. He had 20 touches on, on Sunday, and he just didn't really do much with them. I mind you, I get that it was a, a different game plan and everything else, but I like Jalen Hurts against the Giants, though the Giants' defense has been playing pretty well. Zeke Elliott hurt his knee again last week, which is why they weren't running him that much. So I'm a little worried about him playing Thursday night and what kind of condition he might be in. Um, and then beyond that, I don't really have much running back depth. I don't think Aaron Jones is going to be back yet. Um, Ronald Jones put together a nice week, but I'm not about to slot him in and Devin Singletary. Again, we talked about the, the Buffalo run game being what it is. So yeah. um, I ended up picking up Tevin Coleman. I tried to grab uh, some guys off the waiver wire, like Rex Burkhead lost out to some people. Uh, I think um, yeah. Matt Hanley got him. I think. Um, Ultimately, I think Stav's team is just scary right now, you know, and I think Lamar, he gets Lamar back, which is big, but Chris McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook and Miles Gaskin, they're all healthy. They all have pretty good matchups with who they're playing this week. Um, I think I have a slight edge with the wide receivers potentially, um, you know, Adam Thielen obviously has not been the number one guy compared to Justin Jefferson, but I think uh, they both have opportunities to do okay in the, in the same given week. Um Ultimately, he's getting me at a good time. I don't have Tyreek Hill. I don't have Kyler Murray. I don't have Zach Ertz. If I wanted to slot in Zach Ertz after his monster game last week. So, um, yeah. oddly enough, I did offer to trade you Zach Ertz in that trade for Saquon. You Park did. Moment, you That's know? 20 points right there. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. You got 20 points last week. That's impressive, actually. I, Zach Ertz is an interesting – it's hard to read what that's going to be like. I guess it's going to be better. 
Um, I'd like to see it a little bit more with uh, Kyler in there more than anything, but we'll see. Um, Jalen Hurst is going to be fun to watch this week as a Giants fan. I don't think we've actually had a chance to really see him at all, so it'll be really kind of neat to, to watch. I haven't seen him play too much football, so uh, it's a good matchup. It's a fun. I can see where the 59% from ESPN is sort of true and all the things that you're saying, um, but still got to play the game. Got to play the game. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think we'll see. I don't – I have some matchups that I could play a little differently. Maybe Devonta Smith doesn't play. I don't know. I I, I like him in, in there right now, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I, plus Aaron Jones, I mean, you never know, right? Like, yeah, he could I, pop I, in there, I suppose. He could. I don't think he's going to be back this week. I think, they, I think they're going to give him one more week off, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, well – I think that brings us to the end of our, of our picks here. Um, we wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy much. the rest of the time in Florida. I'm very thankful this year for airing it out and how much fun it's been and the great <laughs> guests and the contributions from everybody uh, else. Um, so uh, I think you know, I'm, uh, I'm thankful for the same thing. And I'll tell you why, because, you know, we, I don't know, we kind of do our everyday lives. And I think, you know, you, you know, you're a scientist. And so like, you know, you get into these weeds of things in life and then you come and you just do this and it's like, wow, you know, like it's just something fun, something mindless, something kind of different that we do. So I, I'm definitely thankful that everybody kind of listens and uh, and we get a chance to kind of do this. I think you mentioned to me last week offline was a little bit like, this is cool memories in a lot of ways. So uh, real fun, real fun. Definitely. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. That's good now or no? I think it's good. I think it. Okay. You just don't sound as deep as you normally do, but it's fine. You know what I mean? We are back for another episode. Was that deep? <laughs> I, just, I said deep, that deep throat. <laughs> that might be the funniest thing you've ever said on this thing. <laughs> oh my, that was funny. Oh, well, we got one in before we started. For the bloopers. <laughs> <laughs>